You're listening to a Bored to Death Hero Cast, talking superhero anime and other hero fare in easily digestible chunks. Hello again, ladies and gentlemen, and other assorted gender assignations. Welcome back to the Bored to Death Hero Cast for My Hero Academia. Yes, we're back. I am Ooh. Jay, being joined by Sam. It's been a while since we did since we've done one of these. It's been a while. There's been a lot going on. It's just yeah, life getting getting in the way, and we've just been doing other stuff like with the Titans Hero Cast stuff that uh, we've been doing, and uh, I still need to get you and Chris in to do uh, take two for Star Wars Visions because I know because oh, yeah. you both have seen that, so we could. Well, I haven't seen it yet. I've, oh, you haven't. I've just been going like one episode at a time when nothing else is going on. Cool. Well, so we can we can always sit three. down and wa- sit down and watch the rest, and then get you and Chris in to record your thoughts. But that's talk for another day. My Hero Academia uh, still on season five, uh, which is still ongoing. We've got a lot of episodes to catch up on. We're gonna do. I think we settled on a five episode binge. Yeah, five, five this time, five the next one, and then hopefully we'll and be then hopefully like we'll be back on one weeklies. or two. Back, hopefully then back on weeklies. Uh, it's just we got a bunch to catch up on because my hero the movie number Third three movie. is coming is world's getting, heroes uh world's heroes is getting its english english dub release uh in theaters <laughs> sam has never missed one of those in the in the in the theaters, theaters. nope and Seen I, all three this, of this, them this will all... be my first time seeing it in theaters so um, um and and i even saw the demon slayer one yeah uh that's another that's another series we'll probably uh, launch into once uh, My Hero is wrapped up. Or just jump into it at some... Speaking of both those movies, point. we're breaking records, uh, theater records, in yeah. Japan. Yeah, that's insane. Um, but hey, you know, Japan has always been its own... Well, every, other countries have always sort of been their own beasts when it comes to, when it comes to what's popular in their, in their theaters. But... Uh, to hear that it's like blowing away even American box office records, it, you know, once you do the conversion stuff, is just sort of like holy crap. Um, even and mind you, this is both these movies came out during pandemic. Yeah, which is another big shocker. But then the J- Japanese have been a lot more care- are usually a lot more careful when it comes to pandemic stuff. They they actually will wear the masks and you know social distance and everything. So. Kind of not surprising they would be able to pack people into the box office for that sort of thing. But where, what are we getting back into here? Uh, so, when we last left off, we had just wrapped up the uh, cross co- cross class combat things. You know, class one A versus one B. Oh, oh, to catch up, I, I've I've not stopped. Okay. I've watched every single week. Right. So we're catching him up. Uh, yeah, we're catching me up. Uh, Deku's, you know. One for All is starting to manifest other quirks now. It's, he had the Black Whip uh, power starting to manifest, but he doesn't yet have control over I it. I hope we get a little more explanation before the movie, because the movie trailer showed him using that like he's Spider-Man. Well, you know, we'll see about that. Um, we had the... Or Venom. Mm, uh, we had the, uh, the Christmas episode where they uh, talked Harry. about... Yep, Lover. got Ari back Horrible. in, uh, and then we, you know, so Endeavor the, Agency. The Endeavor Agency is where we're about to we're about to pick up again. Uh, Hawks is getting closer to the resurgent uh, Metal Liberation Army. Uh, and, and how many how many people do they have in their thousands? Films? Over a hundred thousand. Um, yeah, we're actually going to start seeing numbers in later Hawks episodes. Hawks sent Endeavor a message, which was encoded. And once Endeavor broke the code, the the message was: the enemy is the Liberation Army. They number over a hundred one hundred thousand. In four months, we need to be prepared. This is not some small like I was about to say fly by night operation, but that's not that doesn't really do the League of Villains justice. But this is not some small operation like the League of Villains. Mind or at you, least Shigaraki's League of Villains. Mind you, they they do have, they have the they have the numbers. They actually have uh, Shigaraki's group has more power behind it. Mm. Well, that's only because uh, Shigaraki uh, Tomura Shigaraki's group has all for one 
the most powerful meta on in on the freaking planet oh, behind them. Definitely, because um, nobody else really comes close to matching uh, all for one in terms of power. When he was just spouting off what he was using at the time, it's like, oh, you know, and that, strength and enhancement times five. Excuse you. Yeah, because he's just been, you know, just like, that seems like a useful power. Mine now. Wow. I already got one of those. I'll take another. Yeah. And another. That's, and another. that's why it's time five. Like Pringles. You just can't stop. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there's, we, you know, one, one A uh, got to go home for New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, Deku's mom is still worried, but she's not as worried as she was before, where she was ready to pull him from uh, UA. Well, it's because she's so scared. It's, it's her, she, her dad's left for whatever reason, if not maybe past. Yeah, she, he's all she has left. Yep, Deku is that's that's all she's got left. So to uh, see her baby boy go off and and be in such peril all the time, it, it hurts her every single time. Uh, yeah, and Hawks was the you know in passing the message to Endeavor, uh, also sort of clued the uh, his new interns or whatever uh, into the into what's coming with the book, the Meta uh, Liberation War, and about Destro. Uh, basically, saying that it's bringing up a possible path of the future, uh, which is where the coded warning came from. Yep. So, and the Endeavor Agency, where uh, we have both Shoto and Deku, I believe, are... And Bakugo. Are, and Bakugo's going there also, so we have the Three Musketeers. <laughs> Literally the three that are going to be in the World's... They're on the cover of World's Heroes yeah. poster. Um, I think I have seen, like, just... I think it's just a fan nickname, not an official, like, in-universe nickname for the three of them, is, like, the Three Musketeers. Because <laughs> they're the three, sort of, most powerful... Uh, students in the UA class, students, yeah. uh, in class one A, uh, but yeah. So now we're about to jump in with uh, episode one hundred and three. We're going through episode one hundred and seven, uh, one thing at a time. And yep, just like we have to take these episodes. <laughs> we were, <laughs> well, we were doing it one or two at a time. And two at a time to finish up the, the to finish the up little, the fights. You know, fights. Yeah, because uh, you were, you at least were trying to spare me too many cliffhangers. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I was like, oh, we should probably get up to seven for yeah. this one. Uh, so it's going to be a bit of a long, long binge today. Uh, you know, then we'll, like, like I said, we'll be back on uh, weekly or bi-weekly as uh, things progress. And of course, we will be doing a binge, a special binge cast for uh, World's Heroes uh, later this month. But I think that about wraps up this uh, little intro. So we're uh, one thing at a time. A little description on this episode reads, As the villains continue to move behind the scenes, Endeavor helps his work-study students with the next steps in their training. So looks like we're going to get some more development with the uh, League of Villains and everything right now. Uh, some of the thumbnails on some of the future episodes we'll be dealing with shows that uh, Shigaraki is going to be getting some uh, focus again. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to go ahead and wrap up this uh, intro. So... We'll be back after the binge. Hello, and thanks for listening. While we're binging, please give us a like and subscribe. If you want to reach out, do it via our social media on Facebook or Twitter at BTD underscore BingeCast. The Board to Death clan is part of the CKCC radio family, including J Bunny's Music Hub, The Race Nerd Podcast, Real Paranormal Talk, Ranking Tracks, Motivational Moves, The A Show, Park Hopper 101, and The Nerd Table. Please consider supporting CKCC Radio on Patreon so we can continue to bring you podcast content. And now, the binge is done, so let's get to the discussion. And we're back. So, yeah, the five, the first four episodes of this five-episode binge we, we just did sort of covers, or sort of finishes up the Endeavor is trying to do better story arc. The do better endeavor. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, it's like Endeavor was not a was not a good dad, but he is trying to be a better father, I suppose. 
Uh, you don't often see that in general. Like uh, they've started off bad. They don't try to atone or re- try to redeem themselves. Like, yeah, and in this, this and in his case, he's come to the realization of I was a shit person. I neglected my family. I ran from my the responsibilities I had as their father, and it's seriously messed up my sons, my, all my children, really. Oh yeah, um, and well. Toya's dead. Uh, yeah, Toya. Toya's dead. <clears throat> not really, but uh, but then we have not yet gotten actual confirmation in the series yet. Shh, don't say anything. <laughs> you have watched further into the series than I have. Nothing's been shown yet. But we both know. Yeah, there's zero. There is a zero percent chance that uh, Davi is not Toya, <clears throat> Todoroki. Um, but at the beginning of the first episode we binge today. We got a little bit of a glimpse into the some of the leadership of the Liberation Army. And a bunch of the League of Villains are there. Uh, we saw we saw twice. We saw Toga, Dobby, uh, Spinner. Yep. Uh, basically just those. Uh, because Kurigiri was arrested and Shigaraki got away. Um huh. But to skip forward to five episodes, he's being experimented on by the doctor. Yes, but more on that later, uh, because that delves into the fifth episode we binged today, which we really need to discuss more in depth, but we'll get to that later. Let's talk about Endeavor and his mentorship of the, let's just go ahead and call them the Three Musketeers, uh, Deku, Bakugo, and Shoto. Because when they they arrive at his uh, hero agency, he basically tells them you're going to be uh, training under me in the field. At first, they, the um, the sidekicks were saying, oh, Shoto's going to go along with Endeavor. You guys are going to train with us. Mm-hmm. And once he, he was sitting there in his office contemplating what was been told to him, has been told to him through code. Uh, through the code, yeah. Uh, from Hawks. He's like, well, I guess i got to train these three hard. All right. Because uh, they've been given a, de- he's been given a timeline that the Liberation Army has something major planned for four months from now, and because and that they'll need manpower to address the problem, which is what you know. Hence, why the commission, you know, who sort of oversee all the hero agencies and everything, is basically uh, <clears throat> trying. Pushing the work study stuff so that they can train up the students as an insurance policy in case the pro heroes aren't able to, or to even help since most of them have their provisional license. Yeah, well, that too. Or their but, actual license. Their but the, license. but there's the problem is some pro heroes are members of the Liberation Army. We saw that Slide and Joe. Slide and Joe. Uh, Good is, old Slide and Joe. Yeah. Whom we had met like one episode previous, seen like one time previously, but you know had a distinct enough look that when he popped up at the Liberation Army headquarters, uh, given Hawks the business. Yep, so it's like you might be the you might out there you might be the number two hero or whatever, but in here you're under you're ranked lower than me. But Hawks is, of course, we know he's a mole within the Liberation Army, but the Liberation Army sees him as a powerful recruitment tool because he's been passing around the Liberation War uh, book. But he's only literally passed it around to... Mm-hmm. To young students and younger heroes. You know, he's the voice, he's the voice of the youth movement, as it were. Oh, uh, we've only physically seen him give it to the Three Musketeers in Endeavor. Yeah, but he was seen doing so. So they're assuming that he's uh, yeah. That's that's around. the that's the best part about mm-hmm. that. Uh, Makes but him seem like all right, good. We've got this. Guy we, and we got side. another. We saw another uh, way in which his uh, quirk operates that he can hear things through his wings. You know, like or yeah, not the wings through the fe- through the feathers. He like l- stuck one of his feathers in the door jam of the councils of the he liberation. Could decipher the vibration. The vibrations. Yeah, through but, the feather. To decipher into words mm-hmm. in his head. Uh, problem is, it works best if he can deploy his wings at full, and he can't really do that when he's just walking through the halls. Especially if he's being escorted by somebody, then they would probably be like, yo, what, what's going on? 
They no, might he's ask a questions. Peacock. He's, he's a hawk, not a peacock, so this they don't expect him to do that. <laughs> this is true. Um, but uh, anyway, with and with Endeavor, he meets with the Three Musketeers, and he's sort of asking, you know, what you know what their powers are, what their weaknesses are, and Deku basically admits, I <laughs> this is you know my quirk has started manifesting in this in this weird new way. I don't understand why. I don't really have a whole lot of control over it, but I need to learn how to control it before it goes out of control and hurts somebody. Like we saw when it started uh, going crazy during the during the fight uh, in the 1A, 1B stuff. And and as he's sort of explaining this, having to be careful in how he's phrasing it all, because... Watching Bakugo well, lose his shit. Yeah, well, be, partly because it's like nobody except Bakugo knows that he has one for all. And so he's like trying to explain, you know, that how his quirk works, you know, making the sort of making it up while also sort of telling, trying to give as much detail as he can. With but yeah, he goes into one of his patented Deku rambles while, while Bakugo is just getting increasingly irritated until finally, like, the sidekick Burnin is just sort of like, wow, this guy talks a lot. Well, the best part was is that Endeavor followed through. On everything he said. And was able to summarize it very she's succinctly. Like, wait, wait, wait. You you kept up with that? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know, this is what it means to be the number two hero. Um, I mean... And in, in Bakugo's case, he basically... complex things. And Bakugo basically admits that he's... His quirk is very is very versatile. He basically knows everything that he, everything that he can do with it. But he's looking to see what limits he has so that he can overcome them. Because he'd like recognize that trying to go go it alone uh, isn't always a viable option. I need to learn how to work with people, and or at least make use the best use of their abilities to make to help me succeed. He's still very much in a me 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 mentality, but he's sort of recognizing that I need to be better with people so that they can help me succeed. Well, what's funny about that? We did mention it about his mom. Mm-hmm. Well, we didn't mention it so much on on mic, no. but we were discussing yeah. it uh, while we were watching. His his mom hates how he acts. That's why she's so hard on him. She hates. <laughs> she, she saw him at the the um, at the at the at the sports and festival and laid yeah. into him because of that. It's like you're being an ass. Cut it the f out. I I didn't raise you to be an asshole. Basically, that's uh, just so nonchalant there and it's like oh, yeah should probably, probably bring it back a bit <laughs> okay can we both can we dial it back you know you're at you're at you're at a, you're at an eight i need you to be more at a three. <laughs> oh, she goes in on bakugo mm-hmm. freaking 11 um, and shoto basically admitted admitted that he you know his hate for endeavor had been holding him back and that while he still hasn't really forgiven him for a lot of the things that he's done... He's done all that he can do with the ice powers. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, basically now needs to learn how to how to properly control his uh, his flame powers as well. Um, so he's here to learn. What was the it, move he was trying to do? The flash fire. That's it. Like the Providence uh, burst or whatever it is that Endeavor does. He uses flash fire as like a basis for all the, mm-hmm. the big moves because it's... It's it's like condensed. Con- condensing and concentrating all of his power into one focused burst. Um, and then after we, uh, and then we got to see him sort of like a, a sort of breakdown of how he operates as a hero, like that most of his sidekicks are like monitoring police bands and informing him of crises and uh, things that flare up in his uh, territory, and then he just swiftly responds while he's like parallel processing on stuff and then once he's dealt once he's dealt with an issue he leaves the sidekicks to handle the aftermath and the paperwork while he rushes off to deal with the next thing he's always on the move Mm -hmm. he doesn't have time for that exactly or the cops and he basically tasked uh the three musketeers with your job is by the end of the winter to catch a bad guy before me and they were all like, "Yeah, we can do that." <laughs> they can't even keep up with him because let alone he, because he, one of the things that Endeavor uses his flame powers for is to be fast as fuck. 
boy. He was literally like rocket powering himself all over the all over the place, and while like flying around with this, can like course change instantly, practically without losing speed. Without losing speed. Uh, and when Shoto tried to point this out to Bakugo, Bakugo is like, hm, he's just copying my explosions. <laughs> it's like, no, <laughs> he learned to do this way before you, but it's probably just way like, before you were born. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's just Shoto is more capable of recognizing some of this, some of how the power works because of how his powers work. Whereas Bakugo, since his powers don't work that way, took him a, a moment or so to recognize exactly what was going on. But yeah, the three of them are just doing the best they can just to try to keep up with him. And he is just always, 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 always that much faster. <laughs> um, then we got a brief little interlude with the girls. Uh, Froppy and Ochako. Uh, Ochako. And Nigeria. Uh, and Najiri Chan. Well, Najiri Chan was already working with uh, Ryukyu, but we, oh yeah, uh, Ochako and Froppy uh, had were basically doing their work studies with Ryukyu, who is number ten on the uh, hero billboard. And she's also a fashion model. She is a fashion model, not as not quite as conceited and vain as the the snake hair lady whose name I can't remember. Um, but, I want to say it's some kind of Medusa mm, thing. But. Well, no, I don't think it was that. But she definitely, but she had the snake hair, the snake hair thing. But so the girls, you know, they're being treated well. They get like this gorgeous, you know, sumptuous looking like feast and snacks and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was a surprise uh, bonus for their first first day at work. Uh, but then Selkie, the uh, seal, literal seal man. Uh, <laughs> Who operates out in the out in the ocean? And he is a Navy SEAL. Yes, who is literally who is literally a Navy SEAL. <laughs> well, not he's not officially Navy, but naval. He is, he is a naval SEAL. Yes, um, he has you know is in pursuit of. We see him in pursuit of this uh, of the smuggler ship, and well. We should also. I should back up a little bit. During the opening scene, when uh, the girls are at Ryukyu's agency, we see a brief little uh, news report about a wildfire uh, in the some country called Kaflin, and it was believed that the the wildfire was caused by a f- fire at a factory that was manufacturing a drug called Trigger. Trigger is basically the power, the quirk enhancing drug. And now, in like in an injectable form, uh, and the smugglers that Selkie is uh, in pursuit of came from there, and they believe they are smuggling chemicals that are used to make uh, trigger. And they get they get some proof of that when one of the smugglers climbs on the back of uh, the cargo they're towing behind them, injects himself with trigger, and basically emits this huge smoke screen that hides them from. Selkie ship long enough for them to get away. Also, they had radar or to go to ground too. What? They also they, had radar jammers. That's right. We so they weren't able to later in the episode. Yeah. So that when they went into the smoke in you know in pursuit of them, they weren't able to just use the radar to try to find where they were. And Selkie's like, they probably went to ground in this in the uh, these islands over here. It's the only place they could have gotten to to hide themselves. To hide themselves, but it's such a huge. Uh, island chain that we can't we can't search it alone uh we need to request a team up so he calls up ryukyu because they need somebody like that can operate in the air air and sea and so working with ryukyu of course takes her uh her three students with her and the first thing that they do with uh selkie and selkie's like i have just the thing for you girls to do and he basically lets them have fun at the beach. <laughs> As he explains to Ryukyu, it's just sort of like the smugglers aren't gonna aren't gonna go anywhere until it's dark, when uh, they'll be it'll be easier for them to try to slip away. So there's no point in having the girls get all be all like tense and everything until then. Let tense, them, worked up, stress. Exactly. Let them let them de-stress before they jump before we uh, drop them. Into go into it clear minded. Exactly. Uh, 
and the smugglers uh basically we do we do know that they uh they're just sort of like hiding out in a cave uh as the light and as the light starts to go starts to dim they uh all move out to try to find them and when they do the smugglers make a run for it and the smoke screen guy again you know deploys deploys smoke and the way his the smoke em- emerges from him is kind of like well, you were like, what, like, tryptophobia? I said, this is going to trigger some people with tryptophobia. Yeah, because, like, holes just sort of open all over his body and then just smoke. Uh, and, it, you know, his eyes turn, like, all bloodshot and everything when he injects himself, too. I'm not, sure if, I'm not sure if that's an if that's an after effect of the drug or if it's just that's what happens when he activates his quirk. Um, but it doesn't help because Selkie... He has like the the sonar like sonar stuff that he does. So once he gets on board the ship, you know the smoke's been deployed, but it doesn't matter because he can spot the guy in the smoke and just one hit KOs him, and then storms the bridge, one hit KOs the guy there before he can inject himself with trigger. And but by that point, the third smuggler on has gotten into the cargo that they were towing, which turns out to be a seaplane. Which promptly takes off, and it's too fast for Ryukyu to catch catch up to. But that's okay, because Uravity is there. And Sirius, Selkie's sidekick, just puts her on like the harpoon cannon on the front of the ship, launches her into, into open air, which works because zero gravity. She's just holding on to it. And then... Just to get the momentum. Oh, we forgot to mention, Uravity has a new outfit... Yeah, she showed that with off some new support of the gear, and the support gear has a grappling hook in it, literally like wrist-mounted like gauntlet that she launches the thing, catches the back of the uh, the plane, and then just reels herself in, storms the cockpit, uses her gunhead martial arts skill to she, take the guy. She down. makes him weightless so she can chuck him to the ground as fast as she can. Yep, <laughs> which is a nice way it's to genius. It's she a genius way to wait, weightless. Starts the motion and releases. Yeah, to have weightless. Full yeah, it's yeah, and so it's like you know the body size doesn't and mass doesn't matter when you're weightless. Which was smart for her to go to uh, Gunhead for mm-hmm. her training because she's like, I I need hand to hand combat. Well, no, she recognized that hand to hand combat was where she was weak, so she went to a guy that specializes in martial arts, and then learned how to basically combined her quirk with the training in the best way possible, but then. Problem is, she just took out the pilot. She doesn't know how to fly a plane. <laughs> she could float. She can't fly. Mm-hmm. And she managed. She is like barely managing to keep the thing stable, but it's going down. The engines are stalling, and Ryukyu is just like make the plane weightless. <laughs> and it's a strain on her powers, but uh, she manages to do it. Well, Najiri Re- helped too. Yeah, n- n- yeah, n- by n- like n- slowing it down. The, she she leveled it. Mm-hmm. She like leveled it out so that uh, she had time to to make it weightless. And then Ryukyu in dragon form just catches it, brings it down uh, in a safe manner. And then yeah, then then we got uh, well, she you know poor Ravity then had to throw up for a while because and found out that they actually did have all the, the, were, the all the chemicals. They were, had all the drugs on it and the chemicals to make more of it. And that was why they didn't want to just let the plane crash because they were there was concern that the chemicals would mess up the ecosystem for decades. For decades, I don't know how true that would necessarily be, but we don't know what kind of chemicals were on there, so we'll take their word for it. Um, and we learned that the that the drugs, the smugglers were en route to some uh, country in Europe, which raises all kind of alarm bells that the Liberation Army is not just targeting Japan. My thing is, is that the Liberation Army is doing? Or is this somebody else completely? That's, a fa- that's another fair point. Because Liberation Army has yet, we've yet to see them use any kind of power enhancements. The people we saw use the power enhancements were uh, the, um, thugs that were buying them off the streets and it was being manufactured by, by the mafia the, uh, under Yak- overhaul. Oh, the Yakuza. Um, it wasn't Yakuza. Um, Hasaikai. The, the Shia Hisaikai. Well, the Shia Hisaikai were basically born out of 
the Yakuza who were who had been steadily losing yep. power because of quirks and everything. Um, and this an overhaul had just uh, sort of quietly re-branded. taken control and rebranded it to try to uh, get them back on top. But then, of course, the League of Villains stepped in and just sort of like, "We'll take we'll take these drugs that you." Uh, that you made and the so quirk, now, and the quirk canceling bullets and uh, oh yeah we're just going to take your powers away. <laughs> there's there's another thing about it is they've said they've all, there's always been some kind of weird quirk enhancing drugs out there. Mm-hmm. So but nothing like trigger. Trigger was like something new. Yes, yeah, trigger's just another another new one or it's just a new name for it. Mm. I don't think it had those have anything to do with the 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 style that they uh, used. That's a fair point. With the, because uh, the stuff that the Shihisakai were making were pills, I think, as a, as opposed to trigger, which is injected. And they showed the um, the blade guy that uh, fought um, Kirishima, uh, and I think it was a I think it was a pill. Um, regardless, in the epilogue of the episode, we caught a glimpse of a couple of people somewhere in Europe. Uh, one of them informing the, the other that uh, the shipment was intercepted, but the guy that he's reporting to is like, "We already have enough for uh, t- for the plan." Uh, and the guy said something about how uh, humanity shall n- know salvation, which is also very concerning. Which doesn't really sound like either the League of Villains or. The Liberation Army. That's that's true. Could be could be. This is setting up the next uh, villain arc in season six, sort of thing. Season um, six or the movie itself, because possibly World Heroes. It says there's Egypt, Europe, and some other. Hence why. Hence countries. World Heroes. This could be just like the little lead into that. Um, and then I think we the got meta back. Liberation is mostly Japan. Yeah, and then we got in. We got back to the Endeavor arc. With, uh, we got an episode that was very heavily devoted to how messed up the Todoroki family w- was. Oh, literally, it's called Hellish the Todoroki. Hellish Todoroki family. Um, but at its uh, core, Fuyumi uh, Endeavor's daughter, who is she like is the, the who, sweetest, who thing. is the sweetest, who is the sweetest girl, um, she calls up her dad and just and sa- says. Why don't you bring Shoto and his friends around for dinner? I want to meet them, kind of thing. And it would be nice to have a family dinner again. Yeah, and Endeavor spends a lot of the episode reflecting on the choices that he made and how he treated his family and just how much he messed up. Um, that like, and this is all stemming from when you know he realized that he was now going to be, have to be the number one hero because All Might could no longer do the job and the pressures being put on him with that sort of caused him to have to reflect that well because he recognized I am not like All Might I don't have the same sort of charisma and or the mindset or the same mindset as him I need to do better kind of kind of thing and uh, so, but when the dinner com- comes around, Bakugo is being typical Bakugo again. So I yeah. still think it was, it was, he was kind of a jerk outside, like really uh-huh. much of a jerk. Like he wasn't prepared for it. Yeah. It's like, wait, what do we do? Why the hell are we here? Uh, cause we were invited. What? And, and well, it wasn't just that. It was when Fuyumi was just sort of like, you must be Todoroki's friends. And he's just sort of like. You know, he starts yelling at Shoto. He's like, "You need to tell her that we're not friends." <laughs> oh, he said that outside. I, oh, that's Before right. Before they went in, that's right. Um, he he didn't show his ass too much inside the house until until things basically got to to the point. But even then, it was less him showing his ass and more just being like, uh, "the the dinner would have been a lot better if it hadn't been for the family so trauma." I love it when he said, "Your muttering has ruined the taste of the uh, the tofu or whatever." <laughs> But because yeah, the, it was a lot of like food porn shots of like the of the fried chicken and the and the and the, um, and the shit made me hungry. T- yeah. Well, and this is all still during like the winter holidays. This is post Christmas, but it's for, like during Golden Week uh, is my assumption. 
fried chicken is actually is actually in Japan now considered like a traditional family meal around Christmas time. Not just and not just fried chicken, KFC. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> Kentucky for Christmas. <laughs> that is literally how the uh, literally like the slogan that they use in Japan for that. But um, yeah, it's everybody's trying to be polite, you know. And uh, Natsuo uh, Shoto's older brother is there, uh, and it's just but there's just a lot, yeah, begrudgingly. But and it's just there's a lot of that awkward silence where it's just like Natsuo really doesn't want to be there because Endeavor is there and Papa's present. It's just there's a lot of that awkwardness, and of course uh, when Deku eats, you know has some of the fried chicken, he's just sort of like gushing over how good it is, and just goes into one of his rambling moments before <laughs> Bakugo the- starts yelling at him. <laughs> um, and. Eventually, uh, not Natsuo is just like he. He's like, I can't, I can't do this, and basically gets Thanks up for and, the food, sis. Gotta and, go. Yeah, because he's in college, you know, some somewhat nearby, but you know, he's just sort of like, I can't do this because he can't be really be around Endeavor, and Baku, Bakugo and Deku are sort of wandering through the house, you know, just sort of cleaning up the dishes, cleaning up the dishes, and. They, it's like, and Bakugo reveals that he that he knew about uh, Shoto's motivations and that he didn't know, didn't like his father that much because he overheard it back during the uh, sports festival. Yep. Or, uh, Again, sort of showing that Bakugo, although he he comes across as somebody who doesn't pay attention to anything unless it unless it concerns him, is actually somebody that does pay attention to this stuff. He just, yeah, he is extremely self centered. Oh yeah. Um, well, he might he might miss out on some kind of secrets that Deku's given to Todoroki about getting. Oh, that's that, that's true. I hadn't consi- I hadn't considered that aspect because he was wondering how Deku suddenly has the, suddenly has a quirk all <laughs> that's allowing him to. Well, sort it was of wasn't it the last fight going to be Todoroki and uh, Bakugo? Uh, yeah, I think so. yeah, I believe so. So he he probably wanted to see if there was any strat. That's true. I hadn't I had forgotten about that possibility but and all i got to hear was this family drama <laughs> well and going back to the family drama the, the two of them over here shoto and fuyumi uh talking about uh the fa- their family and endeavor and paper walls be thin yep and it's just that shoto is just like he is he recognizes that his that endeavor is making that effort but he's just not sure if he's w- ready to forgive him for what uh for what happened because Pretty much everybody in the fam well, he and Natsuo both blame Endeavor for their mother scalding him and giving him that scar. Yeah, from all of her mental trauma. And because we got a glimpse of that in one of the flashbacks when uh, she was pleading with Endeavor to take it easy on Shoto because he was literally just a little kid. Uh, and he was like five. Yeah, and he's like training him relentlessly. Won't let him play with his with his siblings or with any other kids or have any kind of contact. Have any? Uh, yeah. And how does he respond when she when she uh, keeps pushing him? He slaps her. It wasn't more of a slap, more of like a pie face, like "get off me, woman" kind of deal. But yeah, it, it can come across as a huge slap because how big that man is. Mm-hmm. And it was like the trauma from you know dealing with because there may be there that may could have been like the same day yeah well it's like immediately afterwards is when the she was on the phone she, i think to with her, her mother to, to her to her was mother, her mother? Yeah, i think so or and the, she like had like a panic attack you know kind of kind of well, because she's or still in that moment of she's agony. still in that in that adrenaline sort of moment and yeah and shoto just sort of walked in at the wrong moment Hot water was going off. And and she just threw it at him. And then, what we also then saw in the aftermath, she immediately flipped out and was like, oh my god, what have I done? That's her baby. Um, But, you know, and Shoto is sort of admits that, you know, says that their mother is trying to get past her issues because she wants to come home. She, you know, and And she was put in the psych ward by uh, Endeavor. Mm Mm-hmm. And injuring child, the, the, and that he is like like his mother is trying to work past his issues with Endeavor for the sake of the family, not for him, for the family. 
Um, and Deku then sort of, uh, you know, that when they, you know, he and Bakugo walk in, but Deku sort of says, you know, he couldn't help it over here. And basically says, says to Shoto, it's like, I think you're, I think you are, you are ready to try to move on. You know, it's like, you don't necessarily have to forgive him, but you need, but I think you, you are ready to take the step to move past those issues. And Natsuo heard and Natsuo heard. and Endeavor overheard. And we got a one final, like we got a glimpse of a little shrine that their family keeps for Toya, uh, the oldest son. The, who they believe is dead. I, I have a theory now on that because oh, yeah? I, I it came to light like when we're when you were talking about in the about the first episode we watched, mm-hmm. and it has to do with episode one of seven also. Okay. So maybe I should hold it till then. Why don't we do that then? Because okay. we we can always then talk about other stuff that's that's been that's sort of going on and and everything with all this once we're once we're sort of caught up. Uh, in the next episode, we're uh, well at the end of the uh, the third episode that we watched, and then into the next one, we see this villain that got released from prison. I don't know that we ever caught his name. I think uh, the close something uh, ending. I think. I think it is. Uh, who this guy's quirk allows him to manipulate road lines. Like literally, like the <laughs> like the the strike lines and and the and the lane markings on like pavements, and it, but we see a flashback from several years ago uh, when Endeavor arrested him and got him sent to prison, and this guy is just fixated on Endeavor because this guy wants to die. He uh, basically is like the only thing that man has any control over is like how he how he. Yeah, his name's ending. And and the only way, only thing that he, anybody, man has, truly has control over is how they leave this world sort of thing. And he wanted... White line. White line, okay. (laughs) Uh, But he, uh, he had wanted Endeavor to kill him in that first encounter. And instead, Endeavor had held back and had him arrested. And he now has, he's bided his time. He's done his research and he's studied up on no, the Endeavor's first thing he family. did was get released and immediately start uh, looking into Endeavor's affairs, personal life. Yeah, and we see him go after Natsuo and basically abducts him. Um, but before you know, while all this is going on, Fuyumi sits down with the three musketeers and basically tells Bakugo and Deku about their what's going on in their family drama. And uh and the, and the, that the reason Natsuo is you know is so angry with Endeavor is that that he and Toya had been very close. And that he that Natsuo therefore blames blames him for Toya's death. Uh, and the, you know, and then Endeavor, you know, ha- takes the, the three, uh, back to, is taking them back to school in his car with their, with his, uh, grumpy driver. <laughs> Love his driver. Well, and Bak- then the grumpiness of the driver comes out because Bakugo is getting, f- gets frustrated, you know, that they're, the they're all sort of crammed in, crammed into a car. Together and he's just sort of like number one hero can't can't afford a better car than this and the driver just sort of snaps at him. Oh, is this not your liking? Yeah. Since when did you have with these kind of? Um, but then and then uh, ending basically ambushes them in the road with Natsuo all tied up in the white lines, and that's when. Uh, so then. Basically comes the comes the fight. You know, ending wants uh, wants endeavor to murder him. He specifically uses the term murder. murder. Like he wants, like kind of like Joker. He wants endeavor to break the one rule that heroes have, which is thou shalt not kill. Yeah, and he and so he's like, you know, look, I've I've abducted your son. I am going to hurt and kill your son unless you kill me. And Endeavor's 
you know, charging in, but it's when Natsuo gets put in, put in the way, like a human shield, he, you know, has like a, he sort of has a brief sort of like blue screen in his head because, you know, he realizes that his family has been put in danger because of him. And that's when the boys get out of the car, start taking off to, uh, Go after the go after the villain. Has to, has to stop real quick be, because the driver's like, "Didn't you boys forget something?" <laughs> and ta- launches their uh, their uniforms out. Look how the trunk of the car is built to hold those briefcases and launch briefcases. <laughs> hey, you got to be prepared. <laughs> and so the boys all basically leap into action with. Uh, with Bakugo manages to rescue Natsuo, because uh, Natsuo had been sort of thrown into the path of an oncoming train, and Bakugo gets. Did you gets see there. how he did the turn? Yeah, like how he how fast he got out there, and then did the the redirect straight up. Because mm-hmm. he's he learned. He saw. Hey, if the number one hero can do it, I need to learn how to do it. That's because Deku also mentioned it's like the AP shot. Yeah, it's like. How do you even know that? It's like, because Bakugo pays attention to everything his, his classmates do. Oh, Deku met, mentioned it to him because he noticed how he used it. Mm-hmm. No, I'm saying it's just sort of like how, like the AP shot kind of thing. It's just like, oh, I get what you're saying now. Yeah. That Deku, because he has a very analytical sort of mind, saw how Endeavor used his course, course correct uh, trick and from there was able to... L- put it in terms that Bakugo would be able to understand. Uh, and because some cars uh, with civilians inside have been lifted up by the white lines as well, Deku steps in uh, and rescues all of them using Black Whip. Yep. He manifested Black Whip and had pretty good control over it. So he was able to catch the cars, bring them down safely. And then Shoto just rushed in, took down uh, took down the villain, and trapped him in ice, much to the villain's dismay. Because <laughs> he was like, it's not supposed to be like this. No! Um, and then the, it's just, Endeavor sort of breaks down, embraces, you know, n- not so, just because like... And, and, and Bakugo. And Bakugo, because he happened to be, be there checking on him. <laughs> and... Uh, old man smell. Yeah. And but in Endeavor's case, it was that sort of like I almost lost you, I almost lost another of my sons. <laughs> I think he was hugging Bakugo because he saved him. That too, um, and you know, then Endeavor basically had it, you know, admitted to Natsuo. It's just like I, I fucked up, and I'm sorry for that. I ran from my from my problems. And I wasn't. And I, I don't like, want to I, be forgiven. I want to be able to I, atone. I want. I don't want to be forgiven. I want to atone. And Natsu was like, "You think you can atone for for this?" Uh, but he, you know, at least was getting emotional about it. Just sort of like he could tell. He yes, wants to. He want. He wants to. But he is just not ready to make that take that step yet. There's still a bit of a block in Natsuo's head over it. But in the epilogue. Um. Endeavor, base, you know, tells Natsuo and uh, Fuyumi, "I'm going to get a new house for you guys. It's more convenient for you for you too, so you don't have to come out here. And I'm going to bring your mother in to live with you guys again. Uh, and I won't be there because he commented on like a vision that he sort of kept having of." how happy the fa- the family was at the table at the, at the dinner time. table having a good time but that the re- and then but that he wasn't at the table and he recognized that's why they're happy because I'm not there uh, forgive the some of the noises in the background uh, <laughs> shadow cat is here playing with the binge cat he was getting a little feisty so he, yeah he, he was starting to get a little bit feisty so trying to burn off some of that energy anyway Distraction. yes um so but that's like a sign of maturity on endeavors on endeavors part you know that it's like coming to terms with you know I'm useless the the best part about it is he says I'm going to get you guys a place because within those walls or, or 
looking around, knowing what had happened, how he treated... There are too many bad memories in this place. Yeah. And... It's like, I'm gonna live with this. You guys don't have to. Here's your own place. Yeah, exactly. Start anew. So. And maybe... I don't think he said it, but I know he's thinking it, that maybe at some point you guys can accept me to come back at some point. It's just like, but that's your decision, yeah. not mine. But that's why he never even mentioned it. Yeah. It's probably in I, his But head, I agree. But I, I'm sure that's in his head. That just like He wants to be part of that family as well, but he recognizes the family needs to heal together with, without him and then see if they, if they are willing to let him back in. Uh, but then we had... Episode 107, which is when we got some heavy, heavy stuff. That was a heavy episode. Because this episode touches back on the League of Villains. As, uh, well, the students are all getting back to school, and we see them playing a little bit of catch-up and everything. But before, and Aizawa then gets called in by the authorities for a particular reason. And Mike. Uh, yeah, and then we see him in present Mike uh, going to Tartarus Prison. Where? What did you think at first? Well, I've seen them go to Tartarus Prison. I didn't think that they were going to see All for One because okay, I didn't think that, but I did think that they were going to go see some somebody there, but I didn't know who. And it turns out they were being called in to see Kuragiri, the guy with the warp gate powers. Uh, but as they're being led through the prison by Detective. Uh, Sukaichi, I finally managed to get the guy's name down, but uh, I'm probably still just going to call him Detective because. <laughs> uh, but he and Gran Torino start explaining some. I of just the... realized all the different Star Wars references. Gran Torino's Yoda. <laughs> yeah, short little guy you know, cane. <laughs> with a cane who who pretend, <laughs> who pretends to be more senile than he actually is at times. Teaching the the next 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 generation along with the previous generation, the generation before that. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, they start explaining what they know about the Nomu, and that the Nomu, uh, you know, aren't basically aren't human anymore. That they're too like messed up internally from what's been. I think done there's to them. some kind of rewriting or coding they do to their brains to make them just. They are no longer what they once were. Mm -hmm. But, uh... They're the, Frankensteins. Yeah, basically. Uh, but, you know, they also specified... Well, they also they also said that they were... Kyoguri they were, in, that in they, uh, they also said that they were puppets with no will of their own. Yeah. And they were basing this off the, the Nomu from the USJ attack and then other Nomu that they had captured. The high-end Nomu that Endeavor took out... They figured it out. They they were starting to figure out what they what they were what they were planning and because it seemed to them that they were all the Nomu were experiments to try to make somebody give somebody multiple quirks. Uh, and we always thought, but that the problem was it just always destroyed their minds. Giving but, them too many would destroy them. It's just that they weren't their body weren't bodies weren't conditioned or don't have the conditioning to be able to take on as many quirks. Exactly. Um, and, like, they specified that, but they also had managed to find, you know, notice, like, elements of, like, either base quirks or DNA matches. Personality, too. And personality traits. Because the high end Nomu seemed drawn to power and, and the strongest people. And, you know, and they had found out that the high end Nomu had, before whatever had been done to him, had been, like, an underground fighter. So that sort of tracks with the uh, personality, but when it comes to Kurigiri, they got th nothing. They they had nothing, you know, and they revealed that he had been talking with them because that's the that was oh that was another big shock that Kurigiri is a Nomu. Yeah, um, we had you know, you know, I had assumed that he that you know he was just a normal person with a quirk, and it wasn't a case. It wasn't, it wasn't that, but they basically found that there was a base quirk underneath whatever had been done to Kurigiri. And the problem was that base quirk leads to a former would-be hero named Obara Shirakuma, who was Aizawa and present Mike's classmate, their best friend. The three of them had been 
even planning to start their own hero agency when they graduated from UA. And, you know, both of them were, like, horrified to learn this. Oh, yeah. Zawa the most. Because um, they, they were kind of like parallels mm-hmm. with how withdrawn he is, but uh, his friend was always dragging him along. He's like... Sure, just like, I'm not going to let you just sort of retreat into yourself. Come on, man. Come on. He was the one who got him engaged in and stuff and you know had sort of inspired them to you know be heroes to, together that he, you know it's just like well, there's the three of us you know we're star you know, hero you know, star only hero the other two will look at will will look out if for one it. of us starts to fall off to the side the other we'll, two will help cover for it um that's why we got three exactly and so they're basically tasked with trying to bring out some aspects of uh, Shirakuma's personality and Kurigiri doesn't seem like he's falling for it and Aizawa turns on his uh, turns on his quirk on Kurigiri who and the mist doesn't go away which is a really bad sign about what's been done to him <clears throat> but you know and there it's like they almost put something on there too but he can't make physical manifestation quirks go away like he can't use that on the principal or a uh, better aspect, uh, tail. Yeah. You can't make the tail go away. You can't look at the dog. But, to, but yeah, stuff where there is a physical manifestation of the quirk. So Like somehow, Froppy, he wouldn't be able to turn off her quirk because... If there's a girl, he wouldn't be able to make her be seen. Exactly. Also... Maybe. But in his case, it, he, it depends on him being able to make eye contact with them. She's invisible. <laughs> um, so they must have used him because he was able um, all for one was able to take those kind of quirks before and put them on somebody so maybe he used that to hide that that person was who they once were before it's, it's so very, that's why it's the multiple quirks even though he only really has a warp gate yeah um it may just be that whatever was done to him suppressed his original quirk so much, and then they just sort of grafted the warp gate quirk on. Well, because him. he had some kind of teleportation, I think, to begin with, because that was what they said was the basis. Okay. For it, so the mist may just be something that uh, interacted with the teleportation, or to hide him. His eyes are on the mist, though. Yeah. If you think about it that way, maybe he can't make eye contact due to the fact. That he can't yes. actually see the body. Yes, that's a that's another good possible good possibility. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe in a future episode they'll they'll address that sort of thing. Maybe, um, but regardless, Mike and Aizawa are like basically start freaking out. You know, like yelling at him because he's gives like no indication that he recognizes who they are at all. Uh, but then they start bringing up all the uh, the memories that they had made with uh, Shur- Shirakuma. Uh, and you can see him, he's like starting to glitch out, like the, the, like the eyes on the mist are like twisting they around. They are getting some agitation, and then they started like pounding him with questions through the glass. The mm-hmm. other, the, uh, the detective was like, okay, where's Shigaraki? Where, where, where are they, where are they, how are they making the Nomu? Where are they making the Nomu? And so like, as I was like, what did they do to you? Where did they take you? That they did this to you? And, you know, he, he's still like sort of like shutting down he like starts to freak out uh and then factory reset and then they like hit the reset switch on him so like the mist sort of pulls back in and the eyes stop glitching out but they can just see shirakuma he like he like pulled apart almost from it Mm -hmm. so it was just like him and he said hospital it sounded like he dropped a name in there but it was sort of like so messed up with all the glitching going on that uh, you couldn't quite make out what the actual name was, but I he did mention hospital. Particular hospital. Oh, it absolutely had to have been, but uh, so uh, and the so then they pat they are thanked for the, for uh, doing this, and Gran Torino is just sort of like I'm. I know this dredged up a lot of unpleasant memories for you too, uh, but this you've done. But this is go- this is for a good good cause this will help this will help us take these people down and the information is passed along to hawks 
so that he can then uh, try to investigate further. And we see that Hawks is, you know, trying to teach twice <laughs> something. I don't know what. I think it was something to do with the Meta Liberation Army. That's it's like, right. what is this all about? Yeah. <laughs> and twice be- being that it's twice. Sort of is like only he's half like, is only like half paying attention. I just love how he's like, "Hey, can I get you anything?" He's like, "Yeah, coffee, black with lots of cream and sugar." <laughs> well, that's always how twice has been. It. It's like he'll he'll voice an opinion, and then immediately voice the opposite. The um, and then we got the final the final scene of the of the binge was the doctor, the same one that's been working with uh, all for one on his evil schemes, is experimenting on. Tomoro Shigaraki and it's very heavily implied that the doctor has perfected the technique of grafting multiple quirks onto somebody without destroying their personality so what do you think they're doing to him they're making him into all for one junior come on all for one has basically said that he that Shigaraki is his is his successor also the one thing I wanted to bring up earlier Mm -hmm. like that came to me. I don't think it's right. I'm pretty sure I'm not right because Dobby came to the League of Villains later on mm-hmm. as a part of just finding a group to fit in with. Yep. Kind of like Toga trying to find and uh, Spinner having to do something with Stain. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, with all the skin grafting, well, it's not necessarily skin stuff. grafting. I'm just I'm using grafting no, no, as a, I'm just saying in general. Oh, with Dobby, you mean? Dobby is being skin grafting. Him having a, I don't really kind of know you kind of feel when he was meeting Endeavor. Was he an early on Nomu? That's a that's a that's because a, they that's did a good they keep saying Toya is dead. Toya is dead. They've already proven that they made Kuaguri. Out of a dead body. Was it? Was he? Was he actually dead? He was dead. Oh. I mean, I mean, they showed the blood in the scene in the episode. That's fair. Well, the real question is, was he actually dead or was he mostly dead? Because if he was like in a coma, which one? T- for uh, she's talking about Kuragiri. Yeah, she, she was dead. Dead. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right, because they... Because they had him in the mortuary. Yeah, and, that, and, and that's him. right. We saw also, like, a flashback thing of All for but One Toya, basic... we know nothing about. Mm. All we know is he is supposedly dead, but was he... Is, but we don't know, specifically, if he is actually dead. The one thing that was weird... if oh. he is, faked his own death, kind of thing. Well, we've also got the thing that Endeavor said in one of the episodes is, I'm pretty... I might as well have killed him myself. Like, did he... So, the two conflicting theories I have about it. Okay. He could be, he could be something of a Nomu, which I came up with, and but don't believe at all. It's an interesting theory. Because you've got people coming up like that. Or was it, he's the eldest son of the Todoroki family, trying so hard to impress his dad, even though he doesn't have the quirk combination he wanted... Burned himself up trying to be like his dad, which is why he has the scarring in the exact spots that his dad has when he has when he's full endeavor. Yeah, it's he's just assumed dead. Yeah, that's because a very he engulfed himself and then he's gone. Thinks he's and dead. him saying to Endeavor is like, I don't know you. It's just him, literally just me- fucking Being coy. Yeah, fucking with him in that respect. But it's yeah, it's another good series of episodes. But the. Oh my god, the revelations with Kuragiri and the Nomu is raises some very unpleasant, you know, implications. That like, did the did these people know what they were signing up for? And then you know, it's like next next few episodes are going to be focusing more on the League of Villains because the next episode that we'll be covering in our next bi- in our next binge, the first one is titled "My Villain Academia." And Sam has a has a grin on his face. You cannot wait for me to see these episodes, can you? So you know all what we've been experiencing. Yep. It we're going to start gets, at number one again. Oh, uh, we're gonna. So we're, we're gonna be like, put those together. So we're focusing on all the members of the League of Villains, but mostly uh, Tomura Shigaraki. Yep, and it's all going to be taking place 
before now, before what we just watched. Yeah, well, because we're basically experiencing a series of flashbacks what, here. What do you the, remember of Dagobah City? Or Dega City. Dega is it Dega City? Not well. Close it's just from from the from the notes that I had, there was some massive devastation. Uh, Potentially caused by I like said? one man, and it, but there was like a twenty-person riot. That do you, do you remember what who, what I said about it? No, I refresh my memory because it's been weeks since then. Well, my theory about it, I was like, "Holy shit, that was Shigaraki." I I could I could believe it now that I now that we're seeing and getting confirmation that they're trying to turn him into All for One Junior. See, so, and then. That doesn't happen until after the series of episodes. The experimentation. Furthermore, with the All for One Junior, I think they basically said that Tomor Shigaraki is just a, is just an assumed name. I don't know what you're talking about. Which which <laughs> suggests to me that All for One's name is something Shigaraki. You can be coy all you want. I have a feeling. The fact that you're being coy tells me I'm right. <laughs> I, I could. I could, You could be. You could not be. All I know is uh, it was another good series of episodes. I still just love the world that they're that they're doing here, and all the, I'm glad I all was the able world, to get you all into the world it. building that they put into it. It's just it wasn't too bad a t- tooth pull to get you into watching. This, this is tr- this is tr- this is true, and there are plenty of other series that will all that will we be also need touching to finish. On to. One Punch Man. Yeah, that's true. We we need to do that. Maybe this once maybe once maybe once we're done with the next five episode binge, we can start doing that some more, or do it on the off weeks when we're not doing uh, My Hero. But yeah, it was a good good couple things. Anything else you want to add? While well, Binge Cat has some zoomies behind us. Uh, All I can think is jingle, 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 <laughs> jingle, jingle. <laughs> um. So yeah, nothing further to add then. Oh, this. So, Sam, am I correct in saying that next season, or next season, next episode will take place, will go back in time about six months, is that correct? Possibly why. I'm just giving a heads up. I don't no. know. The, I don't I don't have a good grasp of the, the timeline for, yeah. for me it to just, completely understand what you're This what goes you're back to before the destruction of that city. I figured that would probably be the case. And I think it was about like six months prior, rough. Yeah, they they mentioned something earlier on about yeah. when when, it when the when Deka City uh, happened. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's gonna go ahead and wrap up this edition of the uh, Hero Cast. Uh, so for Sam and Sha- and Shadow Cat and the Binge Cat, uh, I am Jay, and we'll see you next time. Wait, wait, you forgot one thing. What's that? Plus Ultra. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Board to Death Binge Cast. Be sure to check out our library of past podcasts via CKCC Radio or via our YouTube channel and give us a like and subscribe. We'll see you after our next binge.